are brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers. We're all the same as everyone else. Black folk have to work twice as hard to get half as much as everyone else. All we want is to be seen, to be respected, and to be appreciated. We need companies to care about black people all year long. We are not just tokens that exist during Black History Month or when a tragedy occurs. We are people and we deserve to be represented at all times. When I push that go live button, I want to know that the platform I'm choosing to create content on supports me. We are so passionate about this because we have stories and experiences that we want to share with the world. Let's start by having an equal opportunity for us all. I hate that I'm prejudged by most people just for the color of my skin. I'm not a monster, I'm not a thug, I'm a human being. I feel pain, I have emotions, I bleed, just like anybody else, just like you. Black people don't want anything other than to be treated equally in all facets of life. We don't want the color of our skin to be a deciding factor for anything, especially something negative. At the end of the day, we're all human. Black Lives Matter is not a trend, it's a movement. The issues don't stop just because the hashtags have stopped trending. Black people aren't looking for anything other than to be treated the same in all aspects of life from content creating on Twitch, to at the workplace, in your own neighborhood. But one thing that feels diminishing is when your content feel like it's being judged just based off of the color of your skin and not just off of the hard work that you put into it. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Centering yourself as an ally is like talking over us. So be willing to listen and educate yourself on ways that you can help us be heard. You wanna be equal to everybody else. There should be no reason we're not. It's a difficult conversation to have, this is a conversation we need to have. And if you're not willing to be a part of it, you need to wake up. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black disabled lives matter. All lives can't matter until black lives do. We want to be recognized. We want to be treated equally. Support black voices. Support us. We're your, We're your black, black creators. creators. Hello, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Yes, that is an amazing video. Oh, did I, are we good? Okay. So welcome to episode four of Sisters of the Fog. We have another round table, part two. So I'm really excited. Um, just want to say for tonight, before we go into the panel, we uh, unfortunately Frisk is not able to be here tonight due to a personal emergency, but she is here with us in spirit, probably lurking somewhere out there in chat. But, you know, things happen, so the show must go on. I want to introduce, though, to the rest of the panel tonight. I don't know if you want to switch, Karen. Can she hear me? Oh, she there she, there she is. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, welcome in, everybody. So uh, we're going to go around and do introductions, and then we're going to go through the ground rules of the podcast, and then honestly just jump right in because there's a lot to catch up on. So hello, everyone. My name is Milady Confetti. Um, I am the creator and host of Sisters of the Fog. Um, I mainly stream Dead by Daylight. I think a lot of us are, or we're a variety of some sort, um, but welcome in. And that's a little bit about me. Who wants to go? Oh, I was seeing if we oh, have whoever. cams fixed. <laughs> I, 
Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Hi, Dark Be Me. I mostly do be playing Dead by Daylight right now, but I, you know, sometimes Steam is like, hey, you have over 200 games you haven't played. So we're going to say I'm a variety <laughs> streamer. <laughs> uh, I also don't shy away from real topics. So if you like Lady, if you like any of us, just check out we all be speaking on the same things but we have our own experiences as well is it my turn yeah mm-hmm. okay so uh hi i'm mojo uh mojo jojo 97 underscore in between you already see that um <laughs> i'm a dvd streamer too but i'm kind of a casual i do a lot of a variety of things um i've been doing a lot of artwork on stream now so i guess i'm a creative streamer too yeah uh, Yup, we do things on the weekends, and uh, I also don't shy away from talking about, you know, issues that affect uh, me and a lot of the folks just like me every day, so, uh, yeah. I'm not as sharp-witted as Milady though. Like, she got that tongue. I'm trying to get this. <laughs> 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 oh, next and my lady is already like slicing them up i'm like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 7 she never has a break never i'm so tired <laughs> are you though because it seems like you have infinite energy <laughs> no, facts <laughs> well hello everybody i'm miss hashrax i'm a twitch partner here on twitch did I really just say that? I'm a Twitch partner on Twitch. Anyway, 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 I've been streaming since December 2016. Um, I play a variety of stuff, so you'll catch me doing story games, community games, a little bit of DVD. Um, you know, I'm not that good at DVD, but I be trying, chat. I be trying, okay? Lies. Really She's a hunter's main. She's oh? a <laughs> Noted, okay. You be throwing airplanes but- at people. <laughs> yeah, my stream Wednesday through Saturday. Um, you'll catch me late night, like late, late night, like nine p.m. late night. So that's where you can find me. But thank you, Milady, for having us again. We love you. So I love you all. Uh, we love, we do love confetti. She's amazing, and I'm Sister Karen. I apologize for kind of looking off to the side because I'm trying to fix this these layouts. My bad. Um, I am also a Dead by Daylight streamer. I kind of, I'm casually streamed, but I have like an ungodly amount of hours in this game, not as many as Mimi. But um, I, I also do some art. Um, I'm no JoJo, um, but I do some art on the side as well. Um, so I sometimes do some art. I've been doing like commission on stream lately as well. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to be a part of this as always. And you're, uh, toxic with a flashlight i am also i listen i feel like people say the word toxic but the most important thing is to make sure your teammates don't get hooked and so i'm just saying i am a team player you can call that toxic i do have a background whatever but like i also think it's the most important thing in the game to make sure your teammates don't get hooked who's with me and survivor mason chat thank you Again. All right, I'm on it. I was like, I got you, girl. I got you. Yeah, all my flashlights. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I'm Urban Evasion Gang Gang all day. Oh, all right. 
she be getting away though. Like, all right. I'll, but I'll listen, as long as JoJo is holding that M1 Henny space, she is doing her job. We are happy. Um, <laughs> God knows we don't know what that means. Exactly. What is that? Like, holy M1 Henny space doing generators? What is that? I don't even know. So she's doing generators. That's what she needs to do. Um, I apologize because I know people are hearing my alerts in the background. I thought I turned them off, so I'm going to fix that real quick while we get started. Sorry. So we're going to go over some of the ground rules for the podcast. We do this every single episode. Um, just as a reminder for folks who might be new here um, or people who just need a friendly reminder, this is a podcast where we're going to be talking about our raw Black experiences. There's going to be no barriers. There's going to be no holding back. Um because we're going to be talking about our experience. Make sure that you listen. This is not the time to play devil's advocate. The devil doesn't need an advocate. He does that job perfectly well on his own. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's not the time for rebuttals and arguments. Um, if we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, we're going to talk about our experience as Black women. We're going to be talking about intersectionality, um, things that affect the Black community, the Black gaming community. They're um, obviously a mutual thing that we share amongst all of us is that, you know, we play the game Dead by Daylight. So, you know, there's some cool things that we're going to be talking about in there and also some feedback. Um, but if that is not for you, then now is your time to exit. Hurry. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so just starting off, just general mental health check-in. How is everyone doing? I feel like it's been like... Oh, no. A while. <laughs> I mean, why you do this now? I'm I'm doing I'm doing what I can do. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I no thought I was okay, and then Chicago stuff just flared up with our mm-hmm. mayor doing what she do. You know, mm-hmm. like the, yeah. the issues that were happening with the protests, like that girl getting her teeth knocked out. Yeah. And they finally removed the statue, but then I hear that our mayor's gonna move to a pretty much gentrified neighborhood to get away from the terrible protests. I'm just like, yeah, okay, you're the one that wants to allocate money to them, and I just I'm stressed. Okay, I live here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to kind of pull back today and not think about it as much, but it's still there, and yeah. it is very much prevalent. And it, it does worry me. So sometimes I just got to take a step back and be like, no, not today. I'll focus on it later, but not today. I need to learn, honestly, how to do that. Because I feel like I'm always, like, plugged in. And, like, I feel yes. like I don't get to plug out or unplug. Is that the, Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Unplug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I don't unplug, then for some reason, like, maybe I'm uninformed or, like... I mean, I mostly do my own research and I just, I, ugh, it's just a lot all the it's time. It's like, it feels like a roller coaster and it's constantly up and down. And I'm like, I went off this ride, but like, also like, I need to know what's happening. Abs- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Balance between that. Cause it's like, it, it almost seems like something worse happens all the time. So once you may have finally achieved that bit of balance, you kind of have to keep readjusting it. And I know, especially for black women this past, this past month has just been so hard to find that like reset stage it just yeah just you know it's it's like a growing tumbleweed 
honestly honestly that's such a good i think that's such a good way to put it like it's just like you want to unplug you want to get away but then you feel like i mean i don't know if you guys feel this way but i know i feel like you know if i do and there's something big i feel like i need to say something about that don't say something about i feel bad but then i'm just like but what about my health and myself and like my needs too you know i don't know like it feels it's it just feels tough it's so tough to balance and it, it just really feels tough for sure and it feels like I also wonder if there's like an intersection because like black women, we typically have to uphold, you know, our community, all the communities. And then, you know, we're supposed to we have to support everybody and be there for everybody, be everybody's superhero. And it's just like, you know what? Who's going to save me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been feeling that really heavy. It's almost um, I don't know how to describe it. Slightly like despair. It's just seeing the constant suffering and then seeing how the world reacts to black women suffering yeah Mm -hmm. it's dehumanizing it's exactly what it is it's just like that is what do we really have people on our side or is it just us supporting us just like supporting us and that's just a brutal truth unfortunately Mm um yeah this week specifically was a little too much for me um and then i i had a certain comment in my channel and it kind of yeah it's been kind of dwelling on my brain a little bit i'm like i want to say it but it's kind of a trigger warning and it it was just so toxic i was like what the fuck how did you calculate oh what the heck (laughs) that comment (laughs) to say to a black woman and i just oh this week no the last two weeks have been I don't know. I've had to unplug a little bit. I'm like, I can't keep fighting every single second. It's literally exhausting. And I feel like I'm talking to a wall most of the time. And then I had so many people with their devil's advocate BS. And I'm out here. I'm out here protesting. But, you know, I think all lives matter. I'm like, okay. Oh, God. God. Um, And write a whole book to me in my DMs. Like, okay. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care. Just exit. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's, it's just been rough. And I talk about this every single stream. I make sure I make a point that my life matters. And if you're here watching my stream, if you don't believe in that, you can exit right now. Period. Mm-hmm. I talk about it every stream. I'm like, this is what's happening in our world right now. You guys need to wake the hell up. Use your privilege. I keep shouting at Use your privilege, please. Please. Yeah. But... There is, wait, I'm getting into too many topics, but there's this- That's fine. No, you are totally fine. Called allyship exhaustion. I think we talked about this last time. We did. Um, (laughs) And then there's another thing called, what did he say? I think he said white. Uh, I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. Was it fragility? Basically, white white people feel bad for not using their privilege. I was like, no one's uh, saying that. I mean, no one's saying that. But if you care, you should take some time out of your life to try to speak up. Because people are going to, they're going <laughs> to look at you and see what the hell you're talking about because of your privilege, because of your skin color. And that's so unfortunate to say, but it's 100% true. And I've just been arguing all week. I am tired, y'all. I'm tired. But I can't be too tired for too long. I can have one right. offer and I got to get back to it. And that's 
our lives as black women and people really need to understand like this is not gonna stop soon like we have so much more work to do and twitch has so much work to do behavior has so much work to do So much work to do. We see Twitch um, partnering our Black folks the last couple of days. Okay, that's the most well, beautiful thing ever. But don't think, but don't think, okay. don't think that's enough because it's right. not. Because who's that's moderating those okay. those comments every <laughs> single time that they post something and post a Black streamer doing something on one of their highlight reels? They never moderate their comments. None, they. None of they haven't even made up for the video that they made about Black Lives Matter and featured uh, majority white that's, people. They that's like a work in you, progress, they, I will say. Oh, okay. I need. So I need good. to. I need. I, I need to see. It. I need. Tra- you. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't have the privilege. They don't have the. Hmm. Pri- privilege isn't really the word I'm looking for, but they don't really have the space right now to not be transparent. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, they, yeah. they need be transparent right now they need to show that they are doing the work beyond their pen tweet like i really need them to delete that pen tweet but because they always it's say so it's a legal thing i'm like why well, is this is a that? legal thing about hey. my life hey we're working on this project to make amends for sub blah 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 approved. what does a post about black lives matter have to be approved for i mean i well the last video that should have went through some kind of approval process by black people black right people. Because it, it makes like, me wonder. It makes me wonder who's really on their social media team, their diverse teams. I don't know. Uh, I, I, like it, it, it really makes me wonder. Because mm-hmm. I've only been in the Twitch office in New York City, and I can tell you, I only saw one person there that looked like me, and I don't think he works there anymore. So it's and that's New York City. So which is a way smaller office than the one in San Francisco, but Correct. it's. Yeah. Still, like if that's if, that, if that's happening in New York City, which is a very diverse place, and the people it's mostly people who live in New York and North Jersey who work there. How are you having the most diverse place? <laughs> Your office looks like a sea of white. Like I don't, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. It's also it's really alarming when you look at how really large tech companies, you know, like Twitter. Um, Facebook, I mean, and Twitch, how these gigantic companies pretty much moderate the spaces that they curate. Twitch especially has marketed itself to be a platform that is more, mm, I wouldn't say family oriented, but more of a community space where people interact, where people help each other out. There's a communal sense about being on Twitch. That's why people, that's why people bleed purple. Like, (laughs) Like, it really is something that's more like a part of people's life, not just a tool to be used, you know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like, all we're asking is for you to stop lying, Twitch. Right. Stop lying. lying. Yeah. Like, the, the, the video that we all roasted in unison on Twitter, the first Black Lives Matter support video that they created, I mean... That was kind of a, I mean, it wasn't really an eye opener for most of us, but oh, it was yeah. almost like, do you not listen? Right. Do you not listen? It's yeah. really strange. Why does there have to be such a hands off approach to moderating your platforms, especially when it comes to race? Especially yeah. when we can all admit that 
every social media platform that we use daily is popping because of Black people. Period. Like, you use our mannerisms, you use our likeness, you use proximity to us, you use parts of our culture, you use... Use our memes from Black Twitter. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Memes, I mean, on Twitter and on Facebook and everything, a lot of them are pushed because of our likeness and our, um, you know, our cultural experiences that we add to to any joke or any, any piece of art that we create. So it's just like... Why are you lying? Yeah. Why are you lying? Just like and you said, transparency is needed. Yeah. And Brandon, I am Brandon brought up a point in one of his uh, tweets uh, because I believe that was all the the Black Lives Matter video also happened the same week that they said the G in LGBT stands for gamer. Right. So, like, imagine the intersection of being black and LGBT and being in like this being I, I mean i know brandon has a job but like you're a part of this community you're bleeding purple and to have your identities and race invalidated yeah. by the platform that says we're here for you we support black lives matter also in the middle of pride month how does that make sense like wow. how can you be that dis- how can you be that disconnected like holy cow Right. Ridiculous. I just sat there and watched it like, really? <laughs> like, right. like at first I watched it real quick. I was like, oh, okay. I think I was half asleep. And I was like, okay, wait. I was like, wait, wait, let me run that back real quick. <laughs> Did I, wait, what is this about again? Wait. <laughs> I just see no color folks in there. No. <laughs> and like, I don't, I mean, and, oh, go ahead, Sarah. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. I understand what they were trying to go for but i think if they're going to make something about allies if it's going to be a video about allies how are you going to use your privilege kind of like the last podcast and i'm like okay white allies y'all say you're about black lives matter how do you use your privilege how do you use your platform what do you do every day to interrupt racial injustice what do you have to have those conversations in your community with your family with your coworkers? like mm-hmm. that was the focus of how they use their whiteness to help and support and amplify black voices mm-hmm. that's not what twitch did i think they thought that's what they were doing but they missed the mark completely. Mm-hmm. They said Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, and then there's only two Black people. I'm... Yeah, it was like the video was about most of them fundraising right. for us. I was like, okay, that's not enough. Right. Yeah. We appreciate it. And but... the thing is, some of them didn't even have permission to use their, they, they just took people's clips. True. Right, yeah. right. I saw that in the comments. One of, most, one of the women was like, wait, I didn't tell them to approve my clips. And I and was kind of confused when I saw Jack Septic guys. I think, and yeah. I'm like, is it yeah. all you content? That's oh, why. Yeah. It was it's unfortunate. I mean, that video specifically, they should have asked, like, hey, is this cool with you? Because I'm pretty sure they would have been like, no. Right. Because because <laughs> that's their brand. Like, I mean, not yeah. to like belittle anybody else who doesn't have the platform as massive as they are, but you're literally using their brands and their faces yeah. to make a statement about whatever like uh, I, th- now where's the legality in that they say it's a legal process things have to be approved yes. why didn't you run that through them but i bet okay. you you know what I be- really about, 
legal legal approval why do you I, run it through them i totally agree but you know i wonder if it's one of those things that's buried in the line in our to in our terms of service right as affiliates and partners that they own any clips created i bet you i bet money yeah i, I bet you clips was from youtube girl don't ask me i don't even know but like yeah it's, it it's was just extremely performative and it's even more egregious when you know i saw a few comments saying like oh well they're they're raising money you know they're putting awareness out there why why aren't you accepting the bone that they're throwing to you Ooh. and it's it's so disrespectful when i hear a lot of um a lot of people who will defend either millionaires or corporations or you know this or that in between for uh of you know not being able to hold their hold themselves accountable for their racism or how they perpetuate white supremacy by using their fundraising or you know all the money that they've donated but not really knowing that donating money has been a tactic to really you know make all types of billionaires and politicians seem like they're the great people they market to you but you know donating money which you don't know how those funds are allocated at the end of the day i mean i'm not gonna accuse twitch of doing anything but it's just to say that donating money when has that ever solved anything how long have we been donating money i mean it's also a tax write-off for the corporation So that proves absolutely nothing. Um, right. And it's, you know, it goes into changing your work culture. That part. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that to me, like that's like to me where a lot of these conversations necessarily have to keep going, right? Because we we're starting to get to pat, you know, we're like the activism obviously happen, right? People are on the streets. If not, if anything, a lot of places is picking up because you have Trump, right, sending out troops, these like this or whatever, there's secret police to come take people off the streets and like you know override what the local communities are doing, right? But then there's also the work too about you know making sure these things kind of come into play. These things are you know we whatever like changes that are necessary to happen they actually happen people don't you know like you know punk out at the last minute and i think that you know for me like having a video without having the action plan and i know a lot of i think on our list of things to talk about today is discord for example right like Mm -hmm. like without twitch actually having a plan for what they're doing right like what they're going to do and having like oh let's like what poor ash right like just let's just slap ash on the front page like every day for a couple like for a couple weeks right like just let's and that's our diversity you know what i mean like what the hell you know it needs to be like okay cool i guess <laughs> right like it has to be an actual plan it can't be this performance bullshit like over and over and over again like we need like we need actual policy changes like otherwise what the hell are we talking about here mm-hmm. we're on front page oh, oh right sorry <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it's just it's i don't blame people for being uh or not being able to trust allies or people who claim that they are allies. I mean, it's really hard for me to trust. Um, Amen. Especially seeing how so many allies have used this movement to, you know, capitalize off of it uh, in order to, you know, push their brand or create a career out of it when it's, you know, when the yeah. focus becomes more on how 
how great they are at activism, but, you know, not the problems at hand. I mean, we saw that with Breonna Taylor being turned into a, a into meme. A oh, disgusting. Disgusting. As soon as the Say Her Name movement sparked, memes mm-hmm. started coming out. And this definitely, if this is not proof that the world really sees Black women, especially Black trans women, as just objects, yeah. not humans. You know, Meg the Stallion getting shot in the foot and people putting out memes, sexualizing her yep. and making a joke out of it. Not even 24 hours after we found out, like these are all many examples. All the videos that you see going around of women getting thrown in trash cans, black women getting thrown in trash cans, pushed to the side of the road, dragged into pools, kicking yep. and screaming and crying. And it's just like. But but four days later, it's pray for Kanye. Yep. Uh huh. But keep that same energy. Keep the same energy. If you go on, if you're gonna be a horrible person, at least be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> like just just say you hate black women. Like just come out and say it. And also, I'm just gonna put this out here. Please stop calling Fifty Cent a troll. He is not a troll. He is a misogynist. He hates women. He especially hates black women. 50 yeah. Cent is not a troll. Wait, what did he... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what happened. What did he do now? He's, he's been like that for years. I'm about to say, I know um, he... I know he... Yeah, that I know. But I was just no, like... He, mm. he's, po- he's posted, you know, uh, <laughs> pictures of black women on his Instagram. Um, I believe it was an OnlyFans picture that leaked and got out. And he just yeah. put it on his Instagram to his millions of followers. Snoop oh, dog. yeah. Snoop, Snoop did it, too. Dog. Snoop did They both did it. I heard yeah. about Snoop. I did hear about Snoop. My God. Yeah. I, there are many, many instances. Like, literally, like... like oh, he's scrolling. No, he's not. Celebrity drama show, and you'll, you'll see the many instances of it happening. And, you know, we really have to think about how normalized anti-Blackness is. Yes. Like how insidious it is, and how most people don't even really realize it. Yes. Like, you know, uh and if it oh god and the thing is like with black men though you would like they understand discrimination and they understand the powerlessness of racism and how steep that battle is going to be probably not even going to be resolved in our lifetimes right but they still have that patriarchy so it's like an uphold of power. Like you don't have power in, in well, in probably in any other facets that they realize because everybody has privilege and everybody has an, an oppression of some sort. Um, they don't yeah. realize how much they're contributing to just completely just destroying their own people. The people who are there on the front lines for them, the people who make, the women who make these movements for them, for all of us, but we're the ones on the front line. Black Lives Matter was made by four black queer women. Say her name, a black woman. Like, and the thing is that's on the front lines. That's who was there for George Floyd. That's where these movements come from after Trayvon Martin's killer got off. But you disrespect us. Yeah. I know I referenced this the last, the, the, maybe, I don't, I don't know, or maybe I just keep talking about it because I know I've brought it up a few times this week in conversation, but that conversation with James Baldwin was having with, um, oh my God, I forget her name every single time too. But she's saying, he was like, um, she was saying, you know, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the best of you. I get the least of you. Yeah. I get the worst of you. 
That yeah. white man don't know that you hate him. You smiling in his face and you come home to me and I get the worst of you. You don't love us. And it shows. But Kanye 2020. Pray for Kanye. Oh, 50, he's just joking. Oh, Snoop, that's just how he is. No, it has to stop. Chance the Rapper, him too. Put him on the list. J. Cole, you on the list too. Because I ain't forget about that disrespect that came out of uh, J. Cole, who was not even on Twitter. He came specifically on Twitter to disrespect a Black woman. He's yep. not even on Twitter all, and all the time. Mm. He's not. Oh my God. Logged in and everything. That Logged was... in. Probably had to change his password because he forgot it. <laughs> to disrespect the black woman. Oh, well, God. Maybe, well, maybe if you talk with a little bit more love, you know, people will understand you. We've been peaceful. What are you? What world do you live in? Wait, wait. What did he? What did he say? I don't even actually know. This is dirty. thing. I was like, I feel so out. Of, I feel out of touch. Like, what did he say? What did he do? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he basically released um, somewhat of a dish, I guess a diss track. I mean, he says it yeah. wasn't an intentional diss track, but it, it, essentially it was a diss track towards No Name, who right. is an R&B oh, wow. singer. Mm. Yes, and he, uh, it was basically critical of the way that she, you know, talks about, uh, I guess, Black feminist theory, just uh, telling her that she has to dumb it down for him, basically. <laughs> Right. And it was um it was really interesting to see that. It was very interesting to see how out of all the information that she shares, which she actually I, I think he accused her of not uh putting out the information so that everybody, you know, knows. Um you can look up the details yourself. I'm not gonna give you Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that information is out there. They have people have access to the same internet we do. At least I mean I'll speak for America. You have access to the internet that we do. You have like, the access but not the will to. And it's, exactly. It's, yeah. It's so interesting because I mean white people you're probably confused, like, why are we here talking about black men? No, this is for y'all too. So this kind of just goes into everything always ties back to white supremacy. You already know yes. how it goes. But we can also talk about how um, black women have to deal with massage noir within our own communities, not just by black men, but sometimes uh, perpetuated by black women, too. We can talk about that. Yes. So we have to deal with yeah. that Pick within our own communities. Yes. And then we also have to deal with dismantling anti-blackness outside of the black community, too. There's never a struggle that we're not really going through you know yeah. and it's really interesting to see how um people will focus in on certain aspects of i guess what they see as valuable in the movement and i think why we're very critical of black men is because um i mean the folks marching out on the streets um who should be marching for Breonna Taylor and and Atiana Jefferson, Tatiana Jefferson and Sandra Bland and all the women who've been ignored during this movement since its conception. It's really interesting to see how this movement was created by us, but right. we've also been erased from it at the same time. Yes. We created something separate to focus on Black women and that gets pushed down or co-opted by other people mm -hmm. when it's focused mm -hmm. on black women yeah mm -hmm. it's so interesting to see that how people can only find themselves to be invested in fighting anti-blackness in one little area as if working in small little pockets has ever worked for us whenever 
you know, Black women have been left out of the movement, it's never been just to our detriment, but to the detriment of the community as a whole. Exactly. So it's really weird to see Black men who are so adamantly, you know, um, about the movement, you know, here to dismantle anti-Blackness and, you know, to protect Black women. But then when these instances happen, the last thing we see is you guys helping. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it's not all. It's not all Black men. It's going to be a bunch of people typing up. But not all of us. It's enough for it to be a problem. It's enough for it to be a problem. And if you're personally offended by it, then maybe you need to do some soul searching as to why you're offended. Right. And if like, it's I, not you, then what are you doing to combat that? Yeah. Exactly. For allies in general. If you're not a part of the problem, what are you doing to combat that? Are you actively implementing uh being an anti-racist in your life, like in your daily life? Because we don't get to shut it off. I can't turn off being black. Nope. We don't get to stop. So why do I have to feel bad when you're tired? I stay tired. Yeah. And we have to move on. Like, we don't get the yeah. chance to, to rest. No. So and we can't. And we just we just can't, you know? Like, you just, you just are actually unable to because these are the things that we're finally talking about and we need to make change. We can't. We literally, we actually can't just stop talking about it because these are our futures, our lives, our livelihoods. Like, we can't. We just literally can't stop. Mm-hmm. It, everyone else has stopped it, though it sucks it's yeah. scary it's scary so because recently we listened to um we were talking about on my stream we were talking about the this american life episode from a couple years ago talking about school desegregation and the case from ferguson um just like two years a, a few years ago and so basically um they're talking about how you know these well these very well-meaning white people when the school system in missouri kind of was um the was um they lost all their accreditation and they had to send the students to a local community you're just like well we move we're not racist but we're not racist but you know and there's a new york times podcast actually coming out next week talking about that same issue what happened in the 60s where all these people who they're marching on they marched you know they're like okay we're ready for change we're ready for this change and then when it came time to actually do what was needed that send their child to a desegregated school they all pulled their children out of the public school system and that and that podcast is going to be it's going to it's going to unpack what happened and to me i'm excited about because like this is like this is what we need to know and learn for us to be like okay what can we do to change this this time you know like what can we do to not have that outcome and make sure that we don't have people like whoa okay i agree but like i don't know if i want those people living near me you know like shit like that right like how do we make sure that this doesn't happen like it's scary to me it's like actually terrifying and people don't realize because I always see like this comparison, like when it comes to like, uh, how did World War Two happen? How did, you know, the civil like th like people think that when they read back in history books and see these horrible things happening in history, because it just should be like obvious that you don't, you know, go don't you know, uh, discriminate against somebody because of the color of their skin. That should be obvious when you're reading it in a history book in hindsight. But they're they think people think that you know they would be like oh yeah i would be for that when that was against the law like you're you're breaking the law like you have to go against the grain in order to get equality like that's what protesting is that's right the thing is it shows right now that no you would not be 
Because when it when it, when the time comes, which is right now, what are you sitting back doing? Oh, all lives matter. Well, maybe if you protest a little bit quieter. Well, maybe you're literally the thing that keeps perpetuating. You damn right. You damn right. Yes, a million you times. Yes. That you think yeah. in history, but that you think you're above. That's right. And you're not. You're yeah. you're a part of the problem. That's right. And what people realize is that racism is not fucking. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> It's not freaking um, people, you know, out here like must-trash trolling vi villains who are like, I'm gonna put my 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 white sheet over my head, cut some holes out, and burn a cross. That is not what racism is. That is the extreme of racism, yes, but right. that is not the everyday racism that makes our lives horrible. Well, you know what I mean? Like that keeps us down. That is not the shit that keeps us down every day. It's the main. It's maintaining these systems. Maintaining the status quo is actually maintaining racism, and that's what people have to understand. You know, like it really is. It's the status quo is the problem. The status quo is is steeped in white supremacy at every right. level in American society, and that's what, what we have to really realize. And that's how big the work is. And I yeah. think, what, and I think, as black people, well, especially as a black woman, when you try to push against that, especially in like workplaces. There yeah. are consequences that come with that. Like, I, I always say, I know I've talked to, like, Ash about this, but, like, when people say, like, oh, like, you, you know, you're, like, you, like, admiration or stuff like that. Like, I admire, like, how you are. And, like, you, I'm like, you realize that how many opportunities I've lost, how many, like, interviews that have just been turned away from me because of just how outspoken I am. Like, mm -hmm. are, unfortunately, there are consequences to having the mouth that I do. There's oh consequences. God. And the thing is, I accept that. Like, I, I've accepted that in my life. And that's just how it is. Like, if I'm going to go and say something, like somebody asked me something earlier in the week, a brand about something. I was just like, hey, like, just letting you know, if me talking about Black Lives Matter, if me talking about me protesting, if me organizing and being out there on top of a police car shout and Black Lives Matter is a problem for your brand, then we don't need to talk. Yeah, Because to me, human rights, is not political. It is not bipartisan. And if that's not for you, that's cool. Cause I put it up there up front. And if we don't work together, I mean, it is what it is. There's some people who are going to be very mad, but like it, it is, it is what it is. So and it's more when than you just friendships too, it's also our lives right. that are on the line for speaking out like this. Right. No. Cause like you, you, you lose your job, you lose your job. I've lost jobs for being outspoken about things. Like I, I talk about, I used to work in a social justice center and I didn't like how the director there who was a black man who, you know, felt that, you know, me, me being too outspoken. It's just like, well, you know, I think you talk a bit too much. You know, maybe you're a little bit too loud. You know, not everything has to be an issue, but I'm like, do you not realize what you're reinforcing in this institution that this PWI that this literally silences my voice, the person that is in charge of the Women's Center at this entire university, who's in charge of this budget. You're not letting me do anything to help our students when they need us. That's the point of what we do. Social justice is supposed to be about work and organizing. It is supposed to be about the status quo. That's you damn right. Justice, we as the social justice center have to fight for that. Who cares about what the president says? The president with me and him were cool anyway. He didn't care what I do. So why do you care? <laughs> He's the head of the university. He gets paid millions of dollars. If he don't care, why do you care? Oh, because you want his job one day. Uh-huh. That's not how the politics works. That's right. Oh, I peep that. I peep that. That's right. <laughs> and, there was a con and there was a consequence for me speaking out. That's right. I didn't have my job anymore. That's right. After three years? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's where a lot of fake allies come in and they co-opt, you know, the things that we are outspoken about. And for some reason, it's a lot more digestible coming out of the the face of a white person mm-hmm. coming out of us. And so that's where real allies could really learn, you know, how to use their power. You just being the white person you are makes you more credible in a racist eye because we're talking about all this stuff. The racists on Twitch are not going to listen to us. I mean, most of them won't. Let's be honest. Yeah. They're not going to be the ones who are going to be like, oh, well, gee whiz, I should probably stop calling this person the N-word today, you know? No, it doesn't work like that. It's you. It's the people and their families who check them for, you know, casually calling their neighbors. Exactly. You know, it's their friends. It's your friends who check you for calling the next uh, black girl ghetto anytime her she raises her voice just a mm. little bit. That is such an insidious silence tactic. And I, if you went to school, if you were in the public school system, you know exactly what that is. Oh, why why are you talking like that? It's kind of ghetto. It's a little aggressive. And that's, you know, that's the same thing that happens in corporate workspaces where your employee or where your boss, you know, lets you know that there's a complaint about you being a little aggressive or, you know. Right. Yep. Welcoming. Yep. Just, you know, it's not a team player. Oh my God! It's disagreeable. <laughs> my goodness! Ash, so don't don't. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you, you know, us being the quiet black girl, the quiet, respectable black girl, you know, can either be read as that, or a lot of times can be read as you being, you know, kind of closed off, not a team player, not nice. You, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. You're damn, yep, exactly. yep, yep, yep. A- Ash, you work in a predominantly male industry right now. <laughs> I'm the only black woman my, at my director. job. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm the only woman. And now I'm black, so that's like a double whammy, you know? <laughs> anyway, yeah, my director is black, and he is, um, he's like, you know, it's a politics game. So when you said that, my lady, I was like, oh my God, it really is a politics game. And he's like, you know, Ashley, you just got to be more careful with what you do. I'm like, careful of what? What's what what are you trying to say he's like "Eh, you know i'm like okay so you want me to stop talking about coronavirus and people wearing their mask and black lives matter and how important it is because you know a lot of people at the district district, oh coronavirus isn't real blah 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 i'm like okay so now the black one's telling you it is real you should be wearing masks now i need to chill out for a little bit and I've had my coworkers, they're like, oh, yeah, they're burning down this and that in this city. I'm like, do you know why, though? And uh-huh. he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you, do you know why, though? And my boss is like, oh, just relax a little bit. That relaxed. That relaxed. That is a trigger for me. I'm like, do you want to see me roughed up? Do you oh, want to no. see that? Like, have you seen us? We're not. They don't care about you. They don't care about you or me. And you're trying to kiss their booty. You know, I'm like, exactly. Okay. It's know, like they're not. Just, they're not going to pick you. Black woman being told what to do because yeah. they don't give a crap about us. And you like, know what's interesting I'm about my director? He was fired two years later by Ooh. his boss Good. because he was doing uh, it, 
I don't know, illegal, improper slash illegal, if that's the term, um, hiring practices. So when you hire somebody, you have to go through an interview prep. You have to go through an interview process and, you know, a review board and all the other stuff. No, he was just bringing on his friends the hookup. Oh, okay. How'd that work out? But you worrying about me speaking up for students. You need to You're worried about me bag, organizing. Baby. You're worried They're about me giving them too. funding. Oh, You're okay. still black. You're so back in our eyes. You're like you thought he was one of them? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, it's just seeing the ways uh, Black folks have, you know, when you see Black folks uh, dealing with internalized racism and that coming off as, you know, racism in itself, mm -hmm. it's so interesting to see. Um, I mean, it's definitely an attest to how well white supremacy did at damaging you know our sense of community and our sense of selves it's almost as if it, it's so bizarre seeing other black people uh you know kind of attack themselves yeah on the daily by pretty much using the same tactics that white folks use against white us, folks us oh yeah yeah, to make us feel like, you know, we're Gotta abnormal go. or not normal. It's, Gotta go. I mean, it's nothing new. It's <laughs> too real. Like, you know, I love the people watch it. I love it because it's just like, do they like you better? Oh, so, but if we're not here, who do you have, you know? To exactly. You sandwich yourself in between, you know, maybe not just white folks, other POC and white people. And then there's us blackies. <laughs> At the bottom, that you you place us right below you because it makes you it puts you at a place where you feel like you're in proximity to right. whiteness. Right. Um, I'm actually reading a whole like uh, there. I'm reading a few dissertations about that. There's like whole academia that studies that. Yeah. Like the whole, I'm sure there called, is. It's not called the pick me mentality, but essentially, like that's what it is. They just use bigger words, but it's like the yeah. pick me mentality, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the black race. It is yeah. very interesting and very, like, the, and the thing is, is like, the, these have been studied for years. Like these are year long studies. I think the one study I'm reading now, he, this man, he studied it for about eight years. His results are like insane. I'm not done yet. So I'm not going to speak completely on his conclusions because I want to give his work justice, but it's really insane. <laughs> It's really, it's crazy. Like, cause I don't know if you guys have been following good old Terry Crews lately, um, but this wow. man is out here doing the most on Twitter. Like, I had to. I wish I had. I mean, I haven't seen any any fuckery from him. In, oh, sorry, any nonsense from him in a while. Um, but like, he, him, and his like, we need to make sure Black Lives Matter doesn't turn into Black Lives Better. I was like, like, why are we inventing oh fake arguments? Like, do, why are we inventing these fake justifications to, like, to, to, to police or, like, to gatekeep how you feel that Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is portraying itself? And, like, why don't you care? Why is, not your, why is your priority not, like, the race that we need to have? Like, why is that not your priority? Like, why are you, like, what are you doing? Like, yes, girl. Like, I, it's same, but I got, yes. And she was the first person who had his back. Right. He went through his trauma. That's right. She was on it. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
perfect example. Yep, that's like, right. Well, you know, maybe I didn't see it, so maybe she's lying. What? Okay. It, just the amount of coonery. I'm sorry. I just have to put it out there that he is doing right now. He is just doing the most. I don't know if he's preparing to run for office or something. I don't know what his next move is, but he is like. <laughs> Oh, I, I, we laugh, but but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? I'm just, it's not crazy because he set himself up, right? To be the model black person. Like, <sighs> I hope they pick you, bro. Yeah, like, I think when we, when we see people like Terry Crews, we all kind of just feel like this gut-wrenching, like, ugh, because I think we all kind of know what it's like or know someone like that in that's right a yes. lot of us have gotten to this uh, point of wokeness the word woke triggers me a little bit but um, you know we get to this point after being a terry cruz at one point in our lifetimes let's not it's okay we can be honest here if you didn't like black people before i and you do now you can talk about it we could talk about it. It's really interesting to see people who kind of claim allyship if they're outside the Black community, how they claim allyship, you know, after having a history. We see this in a lot of, you know, internet stars, celebrities, after having a history of anti-Blackness, uh, how they've kind of rebranded their entire identity to be the antithesis of that. But it's really strange when they kind of thrown away that identity as if it was never them, as if it was never, you know, me being the racist that I was at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How are you holding yourself accountable if you are not actively talking about, you know, the ways you have unlearned white supremacy or at least actively being transparent about how you're dismantling it? Because there are a lot of different ways that you can, and it's a lifelong practice for a practice to be you know pro-black or just you know pro-equality which is really what pro-blackness is which i can't understand why that's not clicking for you idiots when it comes to people who are born white and it comes to white privilege and really unpacking that because there's this one um uh, article Scarlett Arca this talks about unpacking the invisible knapsack of privilege that's right um, and it talks about you know mainly white privilege but it's like something that's unseen so first of all how do you teach somebody who may be poor to tell them that you know you have it quote unquote easier in life which that's not what it means but you know to have the I don't know willingness to unpack the invisible knapsack of what privilege actually means because that's it just means that you know you're not good when you move through the world you're not going to be put down because of the color of your skin you know the one thing that you're not going to face barriers because of the color of your skin you'll face barriers maybe because you're poor maybe you're left-handed uh maybe that's the thing that affects me because like, i'm left-handed and yes this world was built for what what uh right right-handed people and it literally gets on my nerves um but also developing i think for all people and this developing empathy and i say develop because empathy is a skill empathy and sympathy are skills that have to be developed and i think it's very hard for people in general to really look introspectively understand how they feel have the language to express how they feel then have the courage to express that 
while having the insight of understanding how you how you're feeling, but also feel with another person that might not have the same struggle or um, barriers or obstacles as you. And that's very hard for anybody to do. Now let's add systemic racism on top of that. And that's a lot. And that's a skill that a lot of us just aren't taught. And that's nobody's fault, but, you know, the American education system, but also how we socialize people, especially how we socialize gender um, in the world. You know, how do we teach, you know, you know, people, you know, who are assigned male at birth, who are assigned female at birth? How do we assign those things and then assign gender roles to them? And then how do we socialize their emotions of how to understand the world and respect other people, empathize with other people? We don't. We don't. It's literally these two binary lanes of how to express oneself and how to be. You know, we are humans and we feel a array of emotions. So why are we limiting ourselves to just, you know, these particular few? And the thing is, empathy needs to be one of them. It has to be. And it's something that has to be worked on every single day. I think that was the probably the hardest thing when I was first new to being a higher education administrator. That was the hardest thing for me to do because it's like, crazy to me like me being like 22 years old i'm like well how don't you know that because they don't <laughs> you know i've been living with my blackness all my life i've had to learn these things i've had to unpack i've had to unpack my privilege i have cis privilege i have hetero privilege like you, you have to really just dig deep and that's hard it is hard mm-hmm. to look at yourself and say i need to work on that that is yeah. it sounds so easy to say but like the actual work and exhaustion that's going to come with it it's hard yeah and then you got to tell a white person, you know, well, you do work, you move through the world differently. You move through the world yep. a bit easier than me. You always yep. will. That's right. Like, imagine how tired we are. We have to do all of that work that we already expect you to, to be able to do. But we've already done that. But we've also had to do that while being under these oppressive systems. So imagine how hard it is to unlearn anti-blackness and to unlearn massage more to unlearn these things and then to have you know people ask you to, to can you just feed it to me can you no. just <laughs> can't you just give me can't you just tell me how to do it it's like no no you can't expect that from black people it's really the world's information is at your fingertips yeah. All the time. All day, every day. And I like this uh, Avenger is also um somebody in my community um was talking about being um articulate and something about Shakespeare, but also, yeah. that's another thing like uh understanding cuz I talk about, you know, the expression of language. Uh I think what I'm thinking about is AAV and you know or maybe who I'm who I'm thinking about right now is Cardi B and the way that like as an example, as how she expresses herself versus how somebody would see maybe me, you know, and think very differently about our experiences and her feelings as an Afro-Latina and how she moves to the world is just as valid. And the way that she expresses herself is just as valid as me, period. Like, I, I don't like the whole gatekeeping of, cause having a higher education, me having a master's degree, that is a privilege. Regardless, if I had to be on everybody's financial aid and student loan, I still have my master's degree. I still have published works underneath my name. And that is a privilege that I had access to that, that I speak the way that, that it's, it's a privilege. And that has to be understood, too. And just because I might interact with somebody who I'm just using her as an example, who may speak like Cardi B, it doesn't make her experiences or anything that she talks about invalid at all. 
Right. And I really think that that needs to stop being gatekeeped as well. Because, you know, just because you live, I, the reason why you want to know why I speak like this is because I lived in a different area code than, you know, two, two miles down the road. That's why. Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's really the only, that's the only reason why. I lived in a different, dis- a different school district. And the thing is, and that to me is all, that's a privilege and also a disservice to all students who need access to education. Not so they can come out and speak like any particular way, but because they should be educated and should have access to the same resources, but they live in a different tax bracket than I did. And that's not cool. That's right. That's right. And I think honestly, it's so and I think it's so hard to because I'm glad you have that insight. And I feel like I remember even for me, I grew up in like a more affluent community than like a lot of my lot of my other black colleagues in my, in my city did um, until my school, my school system was desegregated. But when I went from elementary school to um, where some majority white school to middle school where I was one of many which was really cool I was like wow it's like the first time it's ever happened and but it was so different and then I started making friends with people who live in the projects I made friends with people who live in lower income areas I was like wow this is not the experience I expect not experience but you know you get told right like this whole American like value system right that values wealth over poverty and associates this moral worth of wealth with wealth and this moral like lack of worth of poverty right and I'm like well no these people like people who are lower income are just as hard or hard working if not more hard working I'm like what okay. then I'm just like wait wait and I think I was like for me middle school was my period I was just like wait all these things I feel like I've learned are not correct <laughs> like the we are all like we're hardworking people. I'm not really sure why why are things like this? Like why we have policy like then that's what I think for me that's when I when I got there. But it really comes from this whole you need to be interactive with other people that aren't that don't look like you, that don't come same experience don't have the same experience as you are, don't have the same, you know, background. So you can kind of develop that empathy, like you said, you know. But the American like Amer- like for years and years and years, right? Like Amer- like red line whatever has kept people separate, kept us all separated, and so yeah. we can. It makes us easier to dehumanize us and like put us down and like make all these racist ass policies. Um, like another example, like today, I don't know for people who follow my Twitter, um, there was a bunch of clips posted from this um, academic from NYU. Who made who made up this extremely racist um, viewpoint of why black people and Hispanic people are more likely to be poor in America? And it wasn't because of systemic racism. It was because well, they just don't understand the Western values of working hard. And some of the people who have come up and risen up, they have learned those values. But those other people, they just haven't learned those values yet. And so that's why they're poor. From NYU, NYU was under a lot of fire right now in the community for all of the nonsense that they got going to death. That does it, that girl. Doesn't. And so I'm just like, oh, this came, this published in 2020. And I'm like, that's neat. That's cool. This dude, this guy, was behind a lot of our welfare policies over the years, right? And I'm like, oh, so that's where welfare queens came from, huh? Is that that's where this buckery came from? And so I'm just like, oh, okay. So it's it's just crazy. I'm just like, but you, but you imagine going on and on and on for hundreds and hundreds of words with no sources, but your gut feeling. You know, it's so anti-academic, it's ridiculous, but yet you publish in the journal, so therefore it is academic. It was peer-reviewed. Yes, it was. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that whole text in a rebuttal to um, someone else's published work? I forgot her name, but it was a Black woman who pretty much 
wrote about, you know, the welfare system or the child welfare system uh, specifically. Um, I'm probably tying into something else, but all this goes to show how, you know, racism isn't just, you know, mean people being mean. Like, you know, this is, when we say it's a s- systemic issue, we mean that all the systems that we have in place today are because of that's right that's right slavery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our police force having origins uh rooted in slavery that's that's not a joke it's actually true and also academia academia is like one of the most gatekeep thing behind white supremacy that professor has tenure something called tenure that he applied for and that he will have until the day that he either resigns from NY. well yeah pretty much that he doesn't work there anymore even if somebody brings up feedback about that article and tries to challenge him for his job, he won't lose it. Yep. Tenure protects professors to the moon and back. If you want to read some horrible stuff that universities have defended, look up anything have to do with tenure. Look at uh, Angela Angela Davis, who mm-hmm. also had tenure, but they fired her. But also look at other tenure professors in the history of tenure at UCLA, where she used to work and what they protected. She what she spoke out against war. And you're gonna fire her again for that? Oh, okay. There was a white professor who did the same thing too within the years that she was there. And he had, and he, well, I don't think he works anymore, but he still has his job or had his job at the time. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. When I'm like, like, talk about higher education, I'm like, literally get me off this ride. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, even for me, like, I work, because I work work at an academic medical institution. And like, we are sat in when they were reviewing some of the medical trainees. And the amount of arbitrary mess that went into their evaluations, I'm just like, I'm just like, wait a second. Wait, you we're 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 thinking about not hiring this person because you don't agree with the way that she switched a shift with somebody. But how about the person, the the white man who is actually incompetent? He cannot do his job. It's embarrassing to be representing our department. Who who you guys were talking about like for 30 seconds? I was like, wait, excuse me. I had to be like, excuse me, we need to talk about this man, but I'm afraid to work with him. Like, I'm scared. I'm actually scared, but we're talking about this girl and her because she wasn't polite enough to when she was switching a call. Get out of here. Like, it's oh aggressions are violent. Like, it's easy to make microaggressions seem trivial when we bring them up, but microaggressions keep us from opportunities, such as jobs, usually jobs. Like, oh my gosh, if my job sees this, I'm getting fired, but whatever. Like, <laughs> like job, it's the same thing. I'm the only black woman working there. And I mean, I've, I've had a very, uh, due to the virus, I haven't really interacted with many of my coworkers. And I'm not going to demonize anyone there, but it's when you are the only black person in a corporate space, yeah, you feel that heavy. It's everyone's kind of you know worried about losing their job at some point but for black people it's literally anything that we do our appearance the way we talk the way we walk into a room what time we come into a room the way i push my chair in i have to be mindful of everything i make because if i do one thing that's slightly aggressive to the white girl next to me i get a write-up and a record and the trail starts once one write-up that's when you get that's when the trail will start eventually and it's you know it's a lot for us to think about every day it's so tiring 
Yeah. And that's one thing I'm looking at Discord's um, uh, uh, strategic plan and uh, hiring. Uh, they say underrepresented people. They can say black people, honestly. Um, <laughs> they, like, I, they can clarify that. It's okay to say black. You know, they have a five-year goal of training the next generation of leaders. And I think Twitch needs to come out with something similar. They, that's right. They, they have to. Also, yep. I mean, I've been saying the same thing also about behavior, which I know we're going to talk about in a minute. I'm trying to keep my resolve with that one. But um, they they need we need transparency from mm -hmm. all these things. Like it can't just be like, yeah, we're going to work on that. No, no. And it's like, why and why do these things have to also go through so many like boards to be yeah. approved? Like, why don't you why don't you have a strategic team of diverse people already? to make these things that's right like you want to talk about that like that that's insane to me that's right but it had to be deliberate like my oh absolutely because like the medical because like the medical side i work i work with they they had to be very deliberate about making a actual leadership program the, the diversity leadership program but it works right because it gives people it gives people lots of teachable skills and then it gets them like in there right to these committees that before were just uh, uh, open to people by word of mouth or you know you had to know somebody or like somebody had to like you you know and again like we talked about the very first time we all got together right like where are the values that make people want to talk to people right people have to look be similar to each other and things like that like that's how all these systems get maintained so twitch has it has they have to do they have to do so much better like in so many levels like it, like that whatever if they whatever is like they're doing during this this um radio silence it better be good because like it has to be like it has to be something very very deliberate the yeah. volume the silence is astronomical oh yeah like actually mm -hmm. it, it makes me so uncomfortable because i'm like they're it makes me feel like they're gonna mess up again yeah. like they probably will <laughs> i'm not optimistic it's so important for companies to when they consider diversifying their teams it's like it, it, having one black person as your social media manager intern or whatever nah. for like you know, a few months is dang it First of all, it's disrespectful to that person that got hired. And secondly, it's it's not enough to really put a bandage or just put on a guise of being, you know, anti-racist or being uh, pro-Black Lives Matter. It's being Black Lives Matter or being a part of the movement goes into dismantling, you know, the systems of white supremacy that we all talk about. But for y'all, all you care about is, is it going to make me a profit? And right. Of course, that's how all corporations will make their exactly. decisions at the end of the day. But it's we're asking you why you don't value us. And why? the thing is, that's hard, that's hard to ask because companies aren't people, too. We have to also remember right. that. They're, they're not. Like, they're, they are looking for the end game. It is more than likely Twitch is asking the question, how does this benefit us? You being publicly dragged by some of the largest creators on all your platforms, including Twitch and mostly Twitter, that's not a good look. That doesn't look good to sponsors, advertisers, and all them. So it's like that, it feels like that's why you take it down. So Twitch isn't a person, but there are people behind, you know, yeah. making these decisions. It's like, how do you make them care? Like we talked about like police reform. I know for um, a little bit, and I was just like, you know, there's not many Phil Jackson quotes that can make um that can make a, a a police officer have a soul when they don't have them you can't make them care if they don't want to and it feels like with twitch 
is there enough quotes in the world to make you care about Black people actually beyond performative nonsense? Because it, it seems like this is uh, like, who do you have behind these things? Who do you have behind these entities? I, it's actually yeah. insane to me. Yeah, I think unfortunately it's gonna it's probably gonna be money, right? Like, you know, the Washington Redskins, right? How long have we been talking about that base of racist? For so many years, so many years. What happened? FedEx was like, oh my God, this makes us look bad. <laughs> We're gonna pull our name. And that's what happened, the end. <laughs> you know, like, that's what happens, money talks, you know? Like, but it's, but in some ways it's fine, right? Because like at least it's happening some way, but then, but it tells us right what actually what's actually necessary to um, have changed. Even like that the segregation podcast, right? Like they talked about a good example of the segregation where people were very happy to have their their children um, attend majority minority schools, and the reason that happens because they won a lawsuit. Those schools got millions of dollars, so they were state the art schools, and they're like, oh my god, these are better than our schools. We want to send our white children here. Like that's not that, you can't replicate that. Like, I mean, you guess right. you could unless you put a lot of money into the school system. But the less, what's the less, what's the take home there? Like the take home is that like people are going to act in your self interest, and so you kind of have to align policies that allow people to do that, right? Like I don't know. I just think it's I don't know. It's just such a. Self as an inclusive, friendly, open, and diverse platform, and it's really just us holding them to the fire. It's like you said you were about this. You said you were about supporting the people of your platform. So right. where's the action? You set this as you're the ones who did not moderate your platforms from the beginning. From the right. beginning, we could have ripped, we could have nipped racism from the bud. What, right. what, what happened? Why did nobody think that was important? Because the racists have money. Yeah. We gotta protect our oh. our sub counts, our sub counts, friends. You know, like. like You've marketed yourself as, you know, a community-oriented platform, and we're bringing a community issue to you. That's it. There should be no, like, there should be no hesitation. That's and that's why it keeps telling them to delete their pen tweet because it that tweet literally puts the onus of racism and moderating their platform on Black people, mm-hmm. and that's not how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, the only they also had that Black lot the. <laughs> The Black History uh, Month Summit, not summit. Um, well, that did happen, but I don't know anything yeah. about that. But the uh, performance, the Black Lives Matter performance, where they had Toja Cat. Oh, I, yeah. The Imagine. only reason why I tuned in for a little bit was because one of the founders of Black Lives Matter was there. Mm-hmm. And they don't do a lot all the time, um, especially like in plat- digital platforms like that, uh, like Twitch. So I was like, okay, like, that's great. And then I'm just like, I don't want, nope. We don't need Doja Cat right now. That's Not literally the last person that we need. I didn't. I don't want this. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that. That. Nobody. Not one thing. And I'm wondering how long in advance that was planned because you don't, you never, like, no one could have predicted what happened uh, to George Floyd, and it's a tragedy that that happened. And then all this, the things that happened before that that we're finding out about, and then after. Um, so. If we're going off the strength of that, they literally planned this off a whim. It feels like Miss Doja Cat is going on an apology tour, and Twitch was like, "Well, she's black, so yeah, no, no, no." They have an apology tour together. 
Like, it's, it's real good. <laughs> more people at the table right like that's a like shining example like all it took was maybe one person to look at her social media look at what happened with her and go oh what I mean, that seems like a terrible choice social media when they announced this they tagged her in it and she she didn't she didn't do nothing Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, Yo, <laughs> that just dawned on me what I just said. That's amazing. Like, was it was it that important? I saw I saw it on the timeline for like five minutes and never saw it again. Yeah. Like never saw it again. I'm like, is it that important? Is it really important to you? Or is, is it just uh, like, you know, it seems a little slapdash, but I'm not gonna, you know, I don't wanna speculate. I'm just saying it's take it back. We didn't ask for it. It felt <laughs> performative. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dance y'all into solidarity. That's how we gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God! I've been dreading this topic, but this past weekend, um, for those who don't know, or who are those who um have a life off Twitter, last Saturday, we and week ago. There was a tweet that went out from the main account of Behavior of a Pass the Brush Challenge, which is, a, or a Don't Rush Challenge, which is like people pretty much doing something that's involved in some kind of community and they dress up like something and then they hand off the brush to somebody else to do the same thing and do a face reveal. Um, Black, were you in the one with me, Mojo, that Mira did? Oh. Yeah, we were in the one when we were there. We did one for, like, uh, Black Girl Gamers. Um, oh, I remember that one. It was really good. Yeah, so, I mean, I did my Harley Quinn cosplay. Like, we just showed off, like, us being who we are, because we out here. Um, well, there was this one that was, I'm not going to show it, but um, that was about Dead by Daylight. And, you know, nobody Black was in the video, but there was this one very, very, very white girl who decided to cosplay Claudette Morrill from Dead by Daylight. And she decided to paint her face and hands in blackface. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Forgive me if somebody else wants to take the lead on this because I feel my anger bubbling up again. And I'm trying not to go to jail today. <laughs> yeah. She went to her local drugstore and got CoverGirl in Coco, the darkest one that she saw. She, <laughs> she put that all over her body like it was cocoa butter. Oh, when I tell you the spread was even, like, I'm just thinking against myself. I'm just like, is that paint? Like, she covered everything. Like, hold up. I didn't see the ring underneath, like the panda eyes. She, she said, I'm going to be black today. Yeah, she put in work. She did. She put in work for that black face. She sure did. I want to be caught at today oh for sure. And when people don't realize it, they, they, I, I, just for clarity, this wasn't a video that behavior did. They did not do this. It was a friend group who did this and it was posted on YouTube, I believe months ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, and they felt the need because they retweet fan art all the time. They've re they've retweeted one of my cosplays as Claudette. Um, they, they do that all the time. This was something that I, that I I don't think was really looked at at all. 
um right and i feel i feel like it's actually i mean it's like as like i feel like you know maybe people who don't like i don't know if the people who don't regularly interact with black people would not like did not have red flags that this person was not a black person i don't know but like it was so obvious her her, her cosplay's from january i checked her instagram before i blocked her um (laughs) excuse you sit down Oh my god! I knew immediately when I saw the video. I was just like, mm, something's not right. Uh huh. Like, I was just like, I don't, I don't like how that looks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just like, dang. Do you? I know behavior is located like their main headquarters is like you know Montreal. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Maybe you guys don't see a lot of brown folks, but <laughs> you didn't notice. Yeah, I was like, this girl ain't, ain't nothing black about. This. She looks. I, I made a joke to you guys that she looks just as black as C. Thomas Howell did in Soul Man. Like it just is not, not even close. Like so unnatural. She, she covered herself. She covered her face. Well, she covered part of her face, and then she covered her arms uh-huh. and did something like this, yep. and then the thing, and then oh my god, she's black. How did that happen? Yep. She knew she was wrong. I thought she knew she was wrong. Those fingers were almost white. I'm like, I saw them pink fingers. I'm like, <laughs> just seeing that, you could you could tell. At least I could tell. I'm not sure if I've just, you know, if we've gained some sort of some sort of, you know, hyper awareness of it, but I just I just can't imagine that, you know, it was reviewed or maybe thoroughly reviewed before. I, it was reviewed. I, I think that's what it is. Or it just wasn't no because us growing up as black people and you know because the thing is we have to know our history because we know that you know the gentrified american school system is not going to teach us you know actual history because we have to make white people feel comfortable about you know things that have happened from you know their european ancestors um I understand that we have to see things and that we're exposed to things and we we just see it automatically. I'm like, yeah, there it is. Boom. Like, that's blackface. Mm-hmm. I can only excuse that to a certain extent. And I, the, 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 the most of the people, I, I most of the people, well, she in particular is Russian, um, but a lot of the people, they aren't, um, they're not from America. But the thing is, people in Canada, they know what blackface is. And even if they didn't know, they should have known when the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, admitted to it before he got reelected. Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, this is racist and messed up. I don't really care for Justin Trudeau anymore because I've read more, way more into his policy. Hey, Justin Trudeau, why don't you go and find the missing indigenous women in your country that you keep ignoring? First of all, I know he's not watching, but that needs to be said. Um... Speak it at like, like they know you know what it is and it's just like i i i don't know how it got missed i i get logically how it can get missed but like that doesn't change the impact of what i feel mm-hmm. and the person who made the video an arranged video he has apologized to me he it's sitting in my dms i'm not responded to him because i'm still angry and processing i'm angry <laughs> i'm angry with whoever approved that video i'm angry with that person for thinking that that was okay i'm angry with the people who were in the comments defending blackface this is what i'm talking about when i talk about brand friendly and fighting for human rights and the fact that that is not a bipartisan issue i mentioned this on my stream on monday so i know people in my community have already heard me rant about this when, on monday but like that is not up for debate 
It's not. Defending racism, defending blackface is, is, is racist. They need to be blocked from your account. When that thing went out, because it went out twice, once, I don't know how it got posted, but twice is because it was an automatic, uh, automated thing, an automatic social media post that just went out. So it was deleted, but it looked like they just kind of reposted it. That's not what happened. But I'm like shaking right now because yeah. it's like, it, it, it's so infuriating that, you know, when things for pride went up and people were being homophobic and disgusting toward the the, the queens, which was completely wrong and that shouldn't have been happening whoever was there moderating those comments were blocking the heck out of them when behavior retweeted my cosplay there was somebody who i know and trust and i consider her a friend she was like i'm sitting on this and i'm blocking everybody who says anything because blah 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 but i know she didn't do that because she's a friend of mine i know she did that because one you should and that's your job but like it <laughs> nobody was doing that that day and it's like even if you didn't notice that was racism, like there's nobody watching your things when you have an automated post that goes out, even for like five minutes. Like what did it take for somebody to take that down and to notice that it was on the deep? Like, I, I, I don't even know how somebody got alerted to the fact that we were just lighting that thing, lighting it up. I don't, I don't know, but it was happening. Yeah. And it was just so, because <laughs> you don't, that just, do you care about black people? And I, I like, I know logically they do. It's just, oh my God, my feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. That hurt my feelings. And I talked to Queen and I talked to Marilu and I talked to, well, I didn't talk to her yet, but, and like, I understand we talked it through and, but I'm allowed to still be mad. Yeah. I need to be able to process all of that. Because <laughs> not even a few days later, we're talking about Into the Fog. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck <laughs> Do you like? Do you want me there? Because <laughs> I don't get to turn this off. Yeah. I don't get to. It, yeah. I'm not gonna cry, but I really want to because I'm angry and it's not cool. It's not cool. You can feel sorry and feel bad all you want. You gotta watch that stuff, especially when you know that the gaming community has has a heightened level of white supremacy. Yeah. It's there. Right. I'm not now, but I just I'm yeah it's like how do you all just it it should be common knowledge by now you should know how your community is at this point especially after existing for so long it's just like how do you not how are you not hyper aware of the racism within your community how is it that easy for you you have to really unpack why it was so easy for you to not worry about that why that was just not a thought that came up in your mind. When we go live, one of the first things I'm worried about is, oh, is my moderation set up? I don't want to see racist trolls today, or I don't want to yeah. be called the N-word today. Like, or when I go outside and when I have to, like, you know, go to the store, I'm like, all right, which side of the, which side of town am I, do I feel safe going to today? It's like... <laughs> They, and they should know, too, because, like, even when they do their anniversary events or they have, like, their, their, um, their, I don't know, talk with, chat with the devs and their campfire sites and stuff yeah. like that. Anytime they bring up anything about Claudette or Adam and sometimes the doctor, they use that, like, stupid emo of the, that global emote of the black yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Trihex, yeah. And it only comes up then. It only yeah. comes up then. And the thing is, they have a bot that, that, um, automatically mods out like people who use too many emotes 
But the thing is, they know what the limit is. So, like, you talk about the when they introduced the tomes and, you know, Claudette was the first person up. That's all I saw in their chat. I had to turn, I, I turned their chat off. I have to. So the thing is, even if they can't fully moderate and get all of those things out there, I'm not saying that that's, like, an expectation I have because people are going to find a way to get around stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to know that that exists. You, you, like, you know it's there. Like, I don't, so it's not like you can't just be like, oh, well, no, I'm going to post this thing and just not watch my, watch my comments. I'm not, I'm not going to, oh, Lord. Basically, stop lying. (laughs) Stop saying that, you know, it's a priority to, again, I, I harp on these companies so hard because they, they market themselves or they, you know, they communicate with their communities as if, you know, it's a utopia or as if you want to cater to, you know, making it an inclusive and welcoming community. And if you are, you can't ignore us. You just can't. Ash, do you want to say something? Because I've been rambling a lot. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, we're just chilling. We're just listening, you know? We're out here thriving, listening. Okay, yeah. we're abs- absorbing. Um, Honest to goodness, the email thing just makes me so angry that I'm like inwardly shaking. I'm just like, because I've I've had like as a mod for like a ton of people over the years, I've never seen the black emotes do anything but be racist. Facts, never, never. It got to a point where I banned it because I was so damn yeah, me too, so mad and try hard um, or try hacks. Um, I talked to him plenty of times about this. I'm like, bro, I appreciate you. You're great. You're a great content creator, but your emote is banned in my chat. He's like, you know what? I literally did not start this. I'm like, I know you didn't. And I'm so sad. I I feel so sorry for you. He's like, it's literally because I'm a tryhard in games. Like, I know, yeah. but this is the white supremacy that's not just in a gaming community, it's across the world. And it's 90% of the world, to be honest. But yeah. It's just sad. It's not just try hard either. It's Kamal Bra too. Yep. Yo, yeah. Isn't there a petition to try and, and get a global emote that's a black woman? And I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want that. Wait, there is. Isn't there already one? I I don't think so. I don't think so. She would be the first. Or at least it was like the, the petition is like they want the first global black woman emote. And I'm like, pass. No. I thought there was that. Uh, hmm. Let me look. Oh my God. Not on Twitch. Oh my God. You know. You know how they're going to terrorize us with that? Exactly. Yeah. And it's bad. No. Like, it shouldn't oh, have no. to be that way. We should not have to even think about undermine, that. like, it's these so... people's emotes. Like, they're yeah. good people, but yeah. then you have white supremacists, racists yeah. on your platform mm-hmm. that you refuse to take care of. Exactly. You don't, have, you don't have, have the structure. Do you don't have the structure for mm-hmm. that right well, now. Yeah. You really don't. And <laughs> it's a all. shame. It should not right. have to be that way. It's one thing to put us on the front page to talk about all these things that, you know, that we don't like and that we want to see change. It's one thing to, yes, amplify us, but it's so interesting because it's not like anything that we're saying has not been brought up in the past. These are things that we've always brought up, but it's like, are we talking in a vacuum at this point? Because it's almost as if... Mm. I I worry sometimes when a lot of us are becoming, you know, more outspoken on all different platforms. Yes, it's a great thing. But then I I wonder if the amplification of our voices actually no, I know the amplification of our voices 
is pretty much turned into a PR stunt or pretty much a way to, you know, push visibility for their platforms. We saw this in just the huge rise and, you know, you all saw your view counts go up. You saw the black people in the commercials and seeing black folks being represented everywhere suddenly. Now they finally see it. And seeing that drop off, you know, from... Yeah, from, you know, the corporate side to, you know, just our fellow streamers suddenly disappearing. Yeah. Because I think, you know, they've had enough of supporting us. It it can't just stop at one point. Like, you can't just do one thing for your, you know, for the members of your Black community and expect that to be just it. Retweeting yeah. the ladies' amazing cosplays. Yes, keep doing that. I demand it. Oh, but is God. That- <laughs> but is that all is that all you can really do yeah. i mean here's the thing because patricia and marilu i mean i know marilu doesn't work there anymore but like patricia knows i will light somebody up i'm like you know i'll light a races up right like because she was mm-hmm. she was the person that was moderating when they retweeted my um my cosplay i'm like you know i will i don't care like i will drag somebody to fail she's like yep <laughs> do what you gotta do <laughs> yep because I'm like, this is Sam's because it's like this, this is the package deal. You don't get to separate me from my blackness. My content and what I do is it's all in one. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I, I'm next week I'm doing my first uh cosplay. Cause you know, actually, I don't know many people know this. Claudette was my first cosplay I've ever done ever in my life. Like I did not period. know that. Yeah. So that not not that one. It was the one in her uh summer attire, and I took a picture in my in my pool that was very I didn't I didn't know how how sexy that picture was. It was amazing. I was like, oh okay, well that's my bad. Um but now next week I'm gonna be doing a character that's you know that's not black. And you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna change my skin. I'm just gonna be black (laughs) because that's what it is, and I enjoy the character. So I don't understand why that just can't even in the cosplay community i just don't understand why people don't really don't understand how racist black faces like it's just it's wrong period full stop but then like people will be on like will jump on a black cosplayer like if you go into like even like uh um cutie pie sensei's comments like oh well wonder woman isn't black are you on other people about because like like when you people cosplay anime characters do you keep that same energy when a white girl cosplays freaking sailor moon because last time i checked Usagi is japanese do you keep that same energy or do you not only care about racism when it suits your narrative yeah you have black lives matter in your profile and your profile about me john thing like yeah that can especially be said for POCs who claim to be allies. When I say POC, I mean non-Black uh, POC. Honestly, being Black is its own unique experience. And yes, there's intersectionality or intersectionality, but, you know, POC cannot experience, you know, to the extent what we go through the way we do. You know, right. all Black people are POC. But not all POC are Black. So that's why I make that distinction. And that's why I I think it's really important because I think lumping us into, uh, lumping us into categories that kind of, you know, define diversity as a whole instead of highlighting us, which is why we have this podcast. We have this podcast because we are highlighting Black women and we're talking about these issues that, yes, they affect 
everybody, but we're going to talk about our unique experiences because yeah. ours are not included in the in the whole diversity narrative. Ours are erased. You want to know what's interesting about that girl too? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody else can, like, I'm pretty sure I've read this though. That girl won a cosplay contest from Behavior for the Spirit when so like she's she does very good cosplays. It's just when it came to Claudette, she was like, I'm I'm gonna be races. Yeah. You know Diva is in here. Diva did the cowboy or the gunslinger, whatever that boy's name is, who I forget all the time. It starts with an A, but I always call him Cletus. Um but Diva did uh uh the gunslinger, Deathslinger, and it was amazing. That's but, awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, like it blows my it blows my mind. I shouldn't be the only cosplayer that gets retweeted. I mean, yeah. it's only happened one time, and like I was very appreciative. That wasn't like the point at all of it. I that was actually the cosplay I've been trying to do for a year. Um, the healing rover thing. Like, but it, it shouldn't just be us. That representation. There are black cosplay out, out there in the Dead by Daylight community that never get who never get that experience. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. But I see kind of the same artists get retweeted all the time. Not saying that the art is bad, but I do see yeah. like the same people rehashed all the time. And it's like, okay. But there's yeah. other creators out there. Let me tell you, DB, Dead by Daylight TikTok is lit. And there is a whole sector of black TikTok, black dead by day like TikTokers who do amazing content. There's this one black guy who makes these, um, who does these like anime care, like these anime skins for characters in the game, and he does them himself. Like, why doesn't that get highlighted? Like, if I can find the only thing, you know what I did to find dead by day like TikTok? I just searched to tag dead by daylight. That's all I did. I didn't have to put in any additive of black. It just it just came up. That's wild. You, like it, it, we're out there, and those creators are out there. And somebody had asked me in my DMs, like, you know, why do you think to create your own space for you know black women in Dead by Daylight? It's like because we don't feel comfortable in your community. And I say you're like the fact that there are people who show up here and who have the same experiences, especially black women. Like, what does that say about your community? How exclusive yeah. it is. Mhm. And it's like it's weird. It's weird how some companies are really afraid to really, you know, talk about it or at least do something about it, as if their fear is making the rest of their community, you know, upset or ruffling feathers too much or you know, disrupting the status quo. That. Uh huh. And it's like. It's crazy to me when empowering uh, a minority is seen as a detriment to other people. It's yeah. it's really interesting. It's or why would you thing. other yourself? Why would you do that? Like just just yeah. come and talk in our communities. There are, I, there are not many like Twitch communities or Twitch Dead by Daylight communities where I can go in and talk about like me being black. Mm-hmm. I I don't I maybe one two. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I mean, the ones that I'm thinking about, I'm literally looking at them because they're live. Deer and Elix. Like, I know I can go in there and be like, yo, today sucked. Yeah. And they're like, talk about it. And they're accepting of that. I don't think I can go and do that anywhere. Yeah. That's what I mean of like, yeah, we need our own space. 
yep. until so you're willing to actually be inclusive and do the work to be inclusive and and combat that systematic racism that's within your community, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It's like yes. the folks who are afraid of the word black. <laughs> right? They're like, oh my God, I don't want to call you black. Like, is that a slur? Like that? Is it, is it, oh yeah. Isn't African-American way to go? One time, I said, what? We do. God forbid you make your own space. And it's like, why are you in, uh, excluding us? Like, because yeah. you pushed us out. Black girl gamers why. still get that to this day. I need to really stop going into their comments. Cause like, I'd be looking, I just be looking for people to connect with. And it's just like always one, like, shut like, up. Why is there a black girl gamers? I mean, when I was a kid before that, it was, why is there a BET? Why isn't there like, oh, oh yes, girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the people I want to go back in time and slap. Yes, so girl. Silly. Because when you're empowering um people who are, you know, disadvantaged or disenfranchised, it doesn't take anything away from you. It's bringing people to the same level of representation and, you know, humanity as you. It doesn't take anything away. So when people get defensive over us empowering ourselves or other people empowering us it says a lot more about you and yeah. how you view yourself and how inferior you already think you are to be able to you know muster up the courage to tear me down so bad it's it's so silly it's strange i love watching it it's like was I, I think it was dl hughley who said that or maybe it was somebody else but when you when you Equality feels like um, oppression when you're used to privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you feel that way, when you feel that knee-jerk defense, process why you're feeling that. Yes. That you, that's that's what your privilege is. Mm -hmm. When you're coming, quote unquote, down or becoming equal to us, why do you feel that way? Because would you trade places with me? Yep. You wouldn't. Not even on a good day. And the good day just means I stayed in bed all day and I didn't interact yeah. with the world. <laughs> like yeah. you you would you wouldn't trade places with me. So it's see that that rea- like I and the thing is like when I but when I want to try and challenge somebody to be like why do you think you feel that way or why do you feel that way? That's what I was referencing earlier about empathy and really being able to look at yourself. And that is very hard to do especially when you have somebody who's a black woman telling you a white person to say why do you feel like that Mm -hmm. to challenge them to look inward to challenge them to really have that empathy that's hard to do when you don't have the skill set the skill that's there because empathy is a skill and it's very hard to develop trust me it is i'm a scorpio trust me it's very hard to it's very hard to develop can understand that concept when it comes to you know them dealing with oppression that's specific to you know their communities but then when it comes to black women who are expressing the same thing all of a sudden oh that doesn't make no sense you're being divisive i hate that word you're being divisive Divisive. Mm -hmm. you're being divisive why why are you making it about you it's 
all of us and like this is something i see within the community and that's something i see that we go through from you know people outside the black community as well i mean oh my gosh talking about you know trans rights the way people get the so way defensive. people get angry as if we're snatching their wig straight off their head like give me your hair or give me your rights like i don't want to share you can't take mine you know, you giving them rights take something away from me, doesn't it? No. Everybody Not at all. You still, you still get to walk out in your cis privilege and exist in the world. You still get to do that. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they don't. It's there like, was a Black trans sex worker who was just denied medical treatment. Um, I don't believe that it was here in the United States, but still. Um, because it was found out that she was HIV positive. It's like, oh, no, we're good. Mm. In 2020? Lord. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I retweeted that before it went live. I was, I couldn't even get through all of it because I was fuming. Yeah, fuming. I feel that. I mean, Miss Nitter said it right. I mean, it comes from a scarcity mindset and that can also be mirrored in, you know, the way our society is structured. I mean, it's a, you live in a capitalistic society that's pretty much thriving on making us think that everything is so scarce that we have to we have to hoard our privileges we have to hoard our money we have to hoard our resources there's not enough to give because there's there has to be more but the thing is see, that's about power so the thing is that you yeah. don't want equality you want power and the yeah. thing is if you want to acknowledge if you, if you say that then you need to acknowledge that that is about power mm-hmm you don't want equality. You don't mean yeah. Black Lives Matter when you say that. When it's just like, when I go into, you know, somebody's comment, especially Brie Newsome, and it's just like, well, don't push that, that LGBT agenda on us. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? There are Black people who are LGBT. What, right. what, 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 what's, what's the agenda? What's, what is the full out agenda, strategic plan of, of the LGBT community? Lay it out for me. Since you feel so passionate about that, that you feel attacked for asking for equality for people who just want to exist and be and love who they want to love and be who they are in the world. Please tell me what the agenda is in yeah. APA format with resources, please, because yeah. I need to know. Yeah. Oh, and then, don't, and then you're going to then you want to use, you know, like religion to hide behind that. No, you're just yeah. a bigot. You're just a bigot. People only want to to subscribe to, you know, anti-racism and pro-blackness when it empowers them and when, you know, it empowers, no, yeah, when it, when it just means gaining power for themselves, it's never, it's never enough for everybody. That's why black women are just, (laughs) that's why we've centered this whole podcast around black women and their experiences, because for some reason, our strife and our struggles and us being outspoken and curating the conversations that are directed towards us that put the light on us is seen or is seen as you know a detriment to black men um and as a detriment to pretty much everybody else as a whole it's it's so ugly like just reading about all the ways in which state-sanctioned violence is also uh, how it's in a lot of the welfare systems, how they're targeted towards Black women. Yes. Yes, they are. We got a whole tangent about that, but it's like, it's not just um, us fighting against ourselves when it comes to massage noir. Massage noir stems from 
white supremacy and it existed in the structures that we have today before it trickled down to us perpetuating it ourselves so if you're not invested in if you can only be in you can't be just invested in you know fighting white supremacy fighting against the the white folks who don't like us it's also the ways in which it's perpetuated and how it trickles down you can't just address one part of it and expect everybody to be good on that there's no time to just wait oh black women we could deal with your problems later on we gotta fight for black men no no it's all connected it's all connected that's that's literally the liberal agenda which you just described fat isn't it isn't it that's really Mm -hmm. like we could put a man on the moon in the 60s and we could deal with you know the same political issues going on then so why can't we you know talk about black women it, you know you mm-hmm. it's funny um you say at cafe too about like is how liberalism is because i well i was listening to this i don't know if you guys like listen to the 1619 podcast when it came out i did and i remember one episode they talked about how you know they after reconstruct after civil war after re- during reconstruction you know had all these like plans for programs to support actively support the lives of ex-slaves and how they're going to be supporting america until some uh, president had to be reelected, and you're like, you know what? We'll put that off till later. You know, like we gotta make sure that we, you know, that we, you know, don't alienate these white people. So we're gonna, um, we're gonna put it off until later, and then we'll see how it goes. And that's how things just get so like, yes, how you delay justice, you delay everything, like when it's not convenient, right? And because I remember hearing like about when the first black congress, like congressmen were elected to office and it was like, you know, in, in the, right, in that meeting period right afterwards, right? Because the black people were, they're outnumbered the white people, right? And hearing how like, because of the protections that were not done, how all that got reversed and all these Jim Crow law came to place, that's the, that is the price of, of maintaining the status quo. It is an active price that we have to pay. And that's so important. We can see example of it over and over and over and over and over again in history. Like it's so important not to, not to be complacent. It's so important. I'm gonna agree now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, exactly. Miss Joe Biden, Mr. Oh, hey, my police reform is let's train officers to shoot people in the leg and not the chest. Thanks guy. Thank you. My hero. My hero on Joe Booty. I cannot. Are we still on front page? No. no. Okay. So can I curse now? Yes. <laughs> ass. Oh my God. Joe Biden needs to understand that he is our last resort. We don't like you. We don't like We don't you. like you. It's like silly like that like man that. talk about black issues when you sign the current bill. Like and I he's best pleased with segregation is to this day. That's right. And he brags about it as it's a good thing. Right? Like, oh, but I spoke at George Floyd's funeral. Boy, goodbye. I don't care about you. <laughs> I Go back to the hole they put you in until it's time to be on camera, sir. Because, my God. He do be in his bunker, too. Both of them. Right? <laughs> and then meanwhile, I see Bernie tweet out like 15 tweets a day about what he's doing, right? Like, it just it makes me crazy anyway. I can't even. I'm going to get tilted again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, it's so frustrating. I mean, Obviously, there are levels to pro-blackness, and you can even see that in some of the liberals that we hold up so high now, just like Bernie Sanders. 
like Bernie Sanders, it seems like he's about that shit until you start talking about defunding the police. Then he's like, uh-huh. well, he I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's like, it's very, very few people who are really invested in dismantling white supremacy because a lot of people benefit from it. And yep. that's also, it also goes to show how capitalism works. Like in a, in this society, you can't be successful without trampling on somebody. This is like, you know, being somebody or at least getting to a higher place economically or socially in this country involves you having power over something. This, this, this sense of domination that you have to have in order to be successful, like, you know, the whole girl boss thing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Great, was a great uh example of this you know seeing white women talk about how empowered they are and how you could do the same thing as long as you're a mean white lady like me white women voted for trump yeah they did they did yes as long as you are you know tough and, and mean you stand your ground and it's like it's really silly to see how you know they push such a liberal agenda to be a part of their brand but it's like it leaves us out, out. it leaves out black women completely i mean that's what white feminism is that's like, right the feminist, the feminist movement to get the right to vote they didn't care about the fact that they didn't well i mean they pro- probably did but the thing is they were also upset that black men got the right to vote before them yeah how dare they Like, (laughs) yeah, the whole movement, it did. I mean, during its first conception, it did include black women because it was started by black women. And, you know, the the D9 sororities. (laughs) At one point, you know, there were white women who were, uh, you know, a part of the early movement, but they've co-opted it to be uh, for it to for them to be the face of the movement in order to actually get things going, because people don't listen to black women. Black women doing the talking, Black women doing the leading wasn't getting them, you know, what they wanted soon enough. So they left us out. They left us out. The women's suffrage movement got it. It got going and it it got them the right to vote. And and Black women got it in the 60s. Hoorah. And then then uh, Latinas were after us. After. After us. Holy cow. (laughs) Imagine oh, that. Mm-hmm. I know we're like coming up on our time, so I don't know if we have any thought, final, thoughtful thoughts of things of anything that we talked about. Because um, I <laughs> oh my gosh, there's just so much here. I know that we can go on for like hours. We could go on for hours. I know Ash was trying to say something earlier, so I want to let's start with you. <laughs> I forgot what I said. I oh Lord. Um, blackface is racist. Um, literally, the fact that you get off by seeing white people paint themselves brown, but you can't look at us the same is disgusting and it's racist. And that's just what it is. Okay. We can't be up there in our own black skin, but white people can paint themselves and they could be up there. I don't understand where the barrier is, where you guys can understand that, but literally understand it. And there's no further discussion about it. Period. Um, Twitch, do better period um (laughs) um i did want to touch base so i can't speak too much about it but i have been in the shadows talking with twitch mod team and like what 
the hell is going on with multiple things that we need to protect black people on a platform so i'm fighting for us i want you all to know that because oh, yeah. yeah. i'm not going to be here and be a twitch partner and they're highlighting my black ass and you're not gonna <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna <laughs> you're not gonna protect me and my fellow black peers so i'm continuing to do that and i'm going to continue to do that period um because they're clearly going to listen to me for whatever reason but not other black creators so i'm gonna just use my weird black privilege as a black token twitch person whatever the hell that means but i just have to use my voice and i'm going to continue to do that and that's another topic to talk about uh, why they keep featuring the same black people but um, we didn't touch that today um yeah. and i want to make it very clear that um you guys need to continue to support black people please don't be performative it's stupid we see it um a lot of these companies have been performative even companies i'm even sponsored by so i'm still raising my voice at them and i really want a response and i'm trying to get a response oh i tagged them on twitter and just best. call them racist yeah i don't care <laughs> and, i'm know, like you're um, you're but i won't say that just, now but i just do it no, yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. care i know it's and you know multiple companies i'm with they have no black people as their employees and it's kind of like very troubling um to yeah. be represented by companies that don't really know my black experience and how i struggle on a daily basis um ash do you think it'd be fair like at the next TwitchCon, like if these companies mm -hmm. right that are there if we ever get out of COVID 19 please wear your mask first of all um if they don't have like black people working at booths like do you think that's an appropriate question to bring up like why is there like no black people oh, here yeah. at your booth like, do you oh, hire yeah. black people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. I, I don't see why you would be hesitant on asking that question. Oh, I wouldn't be, <laughs> but oh, you know, know just you for the masses. I <laughs> should be asking the same questions. I mean, and, 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 because I think that I think we could probably do a, a podcast about like advocating and like business yes. stuff maybe once we get like closer to yes. normalcy. Yes, we because can I, to that. I think that's a, a valid thing. One, especially as black women, I think we feel like, especially like as because all of us, I mean, I don't who stream or do it part time, full time, this is a business. Like it, it's, it's mm -hmm. a bit, you have when you become an affiliate, like, you know, that's your name and your social security number attached to everything that you do. It's a contract. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like when you're advocating for yourself, especially especially as a business owner, it's like, first of all, we're, you know, uh, socialized as women to like not go for it in like, in like Ooh. workplaces and then not to advocate for ourselves. And then we have the added factor of race. So me, I, I mean, I'm just going to be like, where were you um, during the Black Lives Matter revolution? That's still happening now. I just need to know what you're doing. I don't have a problem asking that question. Um, yes. But I think there's like an advocacy, but that's why I asked you because I know mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you do, you, you're always busy during TwitchCon. You can't find you anywhere. <laughs> where's ash she's at another meeting oh <laughs> but um i i really 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 try to just keep moving forward and using my platform to keep speaking up as a black woman and i think it's very important that our allies or whatever i don't i don't even know why we say allies about black lives matter like you should just care about us Period. with pride like you shouldn't there should not be a LGBT ally tag. I mean, that's another yeah. discussion, but you should just support it's that human community. Right. Just don't be a homophobic piece of shit. And that's just what it is. Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't their fucking life. And I don't understand why 
2020 is still like that and it feels like it's getting worse but if we get all of you to just rally up use your voice um please use your platform do something to support black creators um uplift us um please for the love of god moderate your chat um please have your community be welcoming to black creators too because there's a lot of communities that are not welcoming to black creators yeah um and that's super toxic and i've had my share experience of communities i'm like oh no this is not for me this is not for a black woman gotta go (laughs) but um milady i appreciate you thank you so much for having all of us here yes and please know that google is a thing it is free um mm-hmm. oh, we have a level two hype train going on chat i better see you get things done yeah. oh oh yes 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 that's right that is right that is right Wait, when did that happen i don't know i just turned around and saw it choo choo yes i want to see some hype emotes because i'm a hype person i like spam i don't know if milady does or not i, I don't spam. I like spam okay i want to see, see the love spam in chat Drop videos, drop subs, host a channel. Free support is the best support, okay? Hype it up. Get that hype going. Let's That's right. Five. All right, anyway, go ahead. That's right. Good job, Ash. Thank you, thank you. All right, come on. Come on, level mm-hmm. five, baby. Level Wait, five, what? baby. <laughs> Why am I missing this? Because I'm typing something. No. <laughs> bad. Yeah, what's happening? Who can say really? Who can say really? Yeah, who can say? <laughs> But, and I, know, um, I just want y'all to know, like, I'm not gonna get super mushy because I'm just, I, I don't know what plan. I don't know what planet is in retrograde still, but I think it's affecting everything that I feel all at once. Um, I do love and appreciate like all of y'all, and I, and I know at risk too. I don't know if you're lurking, but like, I just, I had a rough day today, and like, I just needed like a few minutes before this to just vent my feelings because people are weird. So I just, I weird. love and appreciate y'all it's like so, so much. People just, are weird. People are so weird. <laughs> yeah. You, that comment I got in my chat literally was like, "What?" I'm just gonna briefly say what it was. Basically, trigger warning. Okay, I could use your hair right now to do X, Y, Z to you. Ew. And that still is fucking with me to today. Okay, that's literally what was put in my chat. Oh, 20 subs. Oh, shit. Uh, well, to distract everybody, Malay Confetti's uh, hype train is now at 600% level 5. 600% level 5. Like... I, what are you doing? <laughs> like, just so we can, like, the good news we have, like, we have Ash. Thank you for being amazing. We killed that hype train. Like, yes, just uh, bringing some good news there. That's right, six hundred and two percent. I don't know if we can get it to a thousand percent. We got three minutes left. A thousand percent. Let's go. This is the kind of love I would like to see from more Black creators. Yes, right. We exist outside just of trending outside of February. God, that annoys no. me so much. That's what I said. Can um, I get some love and hype yeah. and chat from a lady? That's right. This girl, she yeah. found, she brought us all together, all the props and love in the world. Yes. It was so <laughs> for me to say that. I'm so sorry. Wait, what happened? <laughs> oh, y'all didn't even hear me, huh? See? No. See? No, repeat it. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> say? Um, no. I'd rather not say it. Just keep the love going. 
No, you eventually. That's right. We are at 875%. 875%, I believe. It does go to 1,000. Does it? Yep. Yeah, I think so. I see so nervous. I see 878. We're getting there. Yep, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're making progress. Making progress. Beautiful. Keep it up, chat. Keep it up, chat. We got two more minutes. I love all the pride emotes, too. Yes. Two more minutes, chat. Two more minutes, chat. We got 30 more percent to get to 1,000. Yeah, we got. Oh, we did it! Can we get the 1,500? 1,500, 1,500. Let's go. We can do 50 after two. Let's do it. 1,500. I think we can do it. We're looking pretty close. Milady outside of this stream. Okay? That's right. I want you guys to hear me loud and clear. Don't be performative. I'm kidding, JK, JK. No, but please. Oh, I'll call you out if you are. <laughs> no, she will. support Milady. She is basically well, a full-time creator. So that's right. Especially if y'all in that DVD her. category, don't okay. think you're gonna come in here on some okie doke. Okay. Oh, especially. Okay. And okay. for as much as people mm. love to copy the way we do our hair, the way we talk, our mannerisms, all the things that Black women do to make popular culture what it is today, uh, I hope y'all listened. I hope y'all listened. For as much as we're appropriated, we should be celebrated the same way. That's right. As oh, much boy. as y'all hyped up Hot Girl Summer, you should care about Meg the freaking Stallion because she gave you your Hot Girl Summer. Yes, yep. she did. Mm -hmm. yeah. gave us that Hot Girl anime merch. Make sure you buy that. That's right. Did they restock? Did they restock? Not, not yet. I'm, oh, okay. I'm looking. I was about to be I'm like, looking. yo, we gotta go. Podcast <laughs> over. Black people carry. We literally carry everything. I also just for everybody just for everybody's information this is we're going to be expanding the podcast <laughs> into a community for black women for us you know because you know we care about obviously dead by daylight a lot of us play a lot uh, dead by daylight some of us have way too many hours in dead by daylight um but more and more every single day not even just from instances of stuff of like what happened last week, but it's just been going on for a while to show that we just, we need our own space. And, you know, Mimi's been working extremely hard <laughs> getting the Discord together because I don't understand Discord at all. I'm like, oh, you put a robot in here. My Chrome is lagging. I'm doing my best. Uh, I'm going to make sure my that you get it as you and Frisk because y'all, you know, you're here from the beginning, of course. And it, it's almost that. It's, it's for the most part. Like, yeah, I got to mess with some things and bugs. But other than that, it's done. Yeah. You know, we just want to present you know the community when it's ready you know we also we, we black women we we know <laughs> black women and the dvd community we know and we got you and it's coming that's right the reckoning is happening yeah that's right that's right and i will say honestly throughout all this i think that's been the best thing is be able to you know get closer to so many wonderful you know black creators you know like mimi and i have been friends for a long time but getting to know confetti more and ash and jojo and i were playing tomorrow like you know like us doing being able to do more things together it's just been awesome you know it's been stressful but that part of it's just been incredible you know like it's been incredible seeing this whole community come together diva i was in her chat yesterday and i was like we got a black woman killer made in this community had no idea hell yes like yes into the fog yes 
<laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like stuff like that. Like this just cosplay for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every day. Every day until it happens. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like this like to me that's been the best part. Like getting to know all these amazing, amazing, amazing creators, you know, it's been great. Cause we're we've out, we've been out here. Mm-hmm. Like, Y'all yeah. just discovered racism last week, so you know. I will say, I, yeah, and I think I posted about this like a couple weeks ago too. Like that's been the one thing that's been hard for me because like it's just like that deep sense of ambivalence. Like you're happy I used to notice more, but it's weird why this happened. That's yeah. it's just very that part's really hard. Like I wish I could be less ambivalent about it, but I am. Like I just it's like it's hard for me like to really make. Like, I I want to make an update into the fog video, but I don't really. I'm not into it right now. You know what I mean? Like I just it just feels like yeah. so much going on. Like yeah. <laughs> and stuff and you're just like oh yeah that sounds cool it's like but i can't it's a lot man it's a lot cool it's a lot to process right now you know it's just like i can't i can't i'm like oh <laughs> like i made a video like at the end like right before all this happened i made a video and i was so excited to make two like, three hours it was like it didn't even take that long to make and right now the idea of making another one i'm just like oh i don't know <laughs> i just feel overwhelmed Same. <laughs> Yeah, but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep this going. We're gonna keep this energy going. I know we have a podcast that's gonna be coming up about women in the medical field, starring our two medical professionals, oh. board certified, out here, Ash, Karen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an important topic because you know we're talking about Sisters of the Fog. Yes, we all have the commonality of being in the gaming industry and playing Dead by Daylight and stuff like that. But we're ultimately talking about everything you know our activism shows up in all kinds of ways i'm out there on the front lines getting tear gas like that's me that's not for everybody and not everybody can do that but the thing is the work never stops the work never stops for us and our voices will be heard and if by gosh darn it if i gotta fight for it if i gotta curse out everybody we're gonna do it and we're out here and that's period i don't mm -hmm. care so be on the lookout for the sisters of the fog community discord community that's right but i'm not a party yet so that's just we got yeah we gotta help her out please please, please follow this girl earned it has to be earned because yeah so, so, honestly, but honestly hard. like i just feel like if you just check out her content you you will stay so yeah played by outplayed by rocks like, oh my god, like they're gonna run the killer, runs into a rock and dies. <laughs> Who among us hasn't been there? <laughs> you can run the killer for an hour and a half, Karen. <laughs> Not anymore with these maps. <laughs> but I can I will flashlight save you. I can do that. I'm just saying a Karen hopped off a hill and saved Anubis yesterday. Oh I'm my like, oh, okay. oh, I was really proud of that word. That was a good word. <laughs> waiting for the day like honestly i'm waiting for the day that ash plays more huntress because i swear since she's an oh. fps person her huntress will be deadly I'm Ooh. wait i saw queen i saw queen kuro and chat like kuro and ash you guys need to like get together and like have like a team like oh, <laughs> oh tasty thank you <laughs> yeah like ash and kuro team up like you got like I can't do that. 
I went into the Huntress as a match one time and I DC'd like within 30 seconds. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I am awful at Huntress. I don't have the patience. I <laughs> Even though I should switch to Huntress, honestly, because Billy's getting nerfed. Oh, I can't deal. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't be all right. I was like, the only killer I play. And that's okay. I'll just be a flashlight like, asshole. The rest of the time, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Do you, what do you want to do? Because I don't know. Do we want to like, are, are y'all going to play? Because I know I have, I have family over, so I can't be here. But if you want to play, you can like, I don't mind. I know Ash has to go live. It's up to you. I, I, I'm, I am fine with whatever. Um, I, I was going to, I was just going to end it. Um, but it's whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> or we can find. Um, a black streamer to support. Oh, I, I have an I, I have an idea actually. Um, I can oh, I can send you a message because um, I have a, I I I know who we should host. Um, so I'm gonna send you. Let me. I'm gonna Discord. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mess. No, 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 it's a good way. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it's good. Um, but yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. And let me just message you real quick. Thank y'all. Like y'all literally no. like I it's really sad like what happened, but like I know uh, it just this community just means so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that like the Sisters of the File community is gonna be like literally amazing. Yes. Because it has to be. It's going to be. I mean Fantastic. We're there, so <laughs> we gonna be so. smart about it, safe about it. I feel like I have learned many a lesson from another certain community, but I'm not going to talk about that here. Ooh. How to how to manage some things, how to make sure, you know, it is safe for everybody. That's right. Exactly. But yeah, I'm just, I'm happy to be here as always. So thank you. Thank you. Confetti for doing all of this. I love you. Thank you. And thank y'all for the, um, the donations to Diva and Awful, Awful, Awful. Save your money. <laughs> 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 always spending money on something. Stop it. All right, so we're gonna host Die Hard Diva. Die Hard Diva! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so if you're um who if you're a member of the sh of the Shark Tank, I want to see what I want to see. Let's do the confetti popper. Period. Okay. I got. That's mine. what I want to see. Ready? I got it. If you are ready. not a member of the Shark Tank, just go in with amazing emotes and be nice to stay high because if you're Wait, why she will, why she's saying no if she, if... she's like no don't no 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 oh yeah she's oh, definitely we're... live she's definitely live okay great great i was like is she not live or something okay we good yes we are doing this great <laughs> oh i have to do it oh my god yeah yeah I, I don't have editor access i can't do it today but <laughs> I've oh, ever, no. I've never actually she's like streamed before. Oh, so <laughs> Say hi. To it's us. like it's like streamception. It's like streamception. You know, like. <laughs> oh Lord, we coming. We coming. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> We're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, but, but you guys will love Diva. She is amazing. Like like, black woman killer me. She knows a lot about the game. She's passionate. Exactly. You'll love her. You'll love her. Amazing cosplayer. Amazing content creator. She's just amazing in general. I'm so glad I found her yesterday. So, yes. Go off. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. You guys have a We'll see y'all next time. Be in the lookout. We have. We yes, wear masks, we please. Another potential episode of Sisters of the Fall coming up, and also be on the lookout for the community that's going to be oh. coming up for Black Good. women. Period. All right. Go enjoy, Diva. Bye. Bye.
We out here? We out over here? We destroyed the chat? Oh yeah, we're chat. here.